Welcome to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm here with my co-host, Matthew. Uh, How you doing, bro? Oh, good. It's been good. It's been a nice and easy weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, same. Been been pretty nice. I actually, I'm excited. Tomorrow, um, I've got my first, I'm going to my first NFL game. I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. I'm going to see the Panthers and the Saints. Um, I uh, I guess that's not information I've, you know, as far as my sports. We don't do a whole lot of sports on here, but I am a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I've never pulled for the Panthers whatsoever. I've got a friend of mine who's got season tickets. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're anyways, we're going and I'm, I'm looking forward to it again. Never 40 years almost on this planet. I've never been to a NFL game, been to quite a few college games. So it should be a good time. Um, the only thing that sucks about a trip like this is I have to be at work on Tuesday. Um, I've got a couple meetings in the mornings or in the morning on Tuesday. So essentially uh, I'll be leaving late from Charlotte uh, tomorrow night driving straight home, basically getting a shower and uh, sleeping for a couple hour, hour or two or whatever it might be. And then, and then going to work. But, um, I, I, I sound like a whiny little bitch. That's a good problem to have. Not many people get to experience that. So I'm very fortunate, very blessed, but, uh, yeah, it's been good, dude. Everything's going great. I'm glad it is for you as well. we got another good episode for you tonight. Um, and, uh, we, before we get all into that, Matthew, a little homework, Yes, so uh, at random, we uh, decided to listen to uh, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, yep. So, uh, just a little bit of background here. Um, so, yeah, Nicki Minaj, or her birth name is Onika Miraj Petty. Um, it's an American and Trinidad- Trinidadian uh, rapper, singer-songwriter, um, known as the Queen of Rap. Um, she is 40 years old, so born in 1982. Um, she's married, has a kid, and as far as just kind of her discography, uh, or like kind of, you know, when she got started, she got started in 2010, but she released, uh, some mixtapes in 2007 through 2009, mm. and that's kind of what, uh, caused her to, you know, break through those mixtapes. Um, I want to say she's signed or signed with, or was at one point, Cash Money Records, which I think is Little Wayne and uh, Birdman's uh, label, I think. Um, she's also been in a few movies, not 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 much of an acting career, but um, she's she has uh, what five albums out, won't be in this year. Slew of, slew of awards, you know, very popular, famous. Yeah. Um, pretty sure everybody has heard of uh, Nicki Minaj, no doubt. But uh, but yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, she was the homework and. Um, I guess that maybe throw it back to you. What you think about uh, Nicki Minaj? <laughs> uh, you know, I, so I'm trying to think of something positive to say. Let me, let me just say this before I get into it. I, I'm not a fan of uh, new age rap. Um, I'm a '90s uh, kid, so uh, you know, I, I come from the golden days of rap, hip hop, uh, R&B. Um, so as far as new stuff, I'm not a fan. Um, there's it's really tough. There, I don't know what you'd have to do to make me a fan. It would have to be some of the '90s ones putting out music today, and me just being excited uh, for the nostalgia to listen to it. Now I will say this about her: uh, her rap style 
um, is like the the rappers that I know. She's not. She doesn't do that whispering or that the film stuff I heard. And I didn't. Let me. I'm just going to be quite honest with the listeners. I didn't go extensive into this. Um, you know, I probably listened to seven or eight songs. Um, but I would say that uh, the stuff that I listened to, she wasn't whispering like a lot of a lot of uh, rappers are doing this days. Hip hop artists. She wasn't doing that. Was it called trap rap? Uh, she wasn't doing that. Um, she's basically flowing um, with like, well, what's the best way to say it? It's like, you know, like in the 90s, uh, the 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 golden days of rap, like um, they had attitude about their like the way they sang with attitude, you know, yeah. or they rapped, you know, it's like, yo, you know, and like, uh, and I won't try to sit here and rap for you guys. But um, and then now it's just like, you know, it's yeah. just like she's got the attitude. I like that. Her lyrics are pretty clever. That's one thing I always liked about Little Wayne's probably like the last rapper that I, uh, uh, you know, as far the youngest rapper that I liked um, or that I like, I guess. Like he's on the very end of my rap listening. Um, but Little Wayne's always been good with lyrics. That's one thing I always liked about him. And I guess some of the stuff she had is pretty catchy as well. Um, I'm just not into it. You know what I mean? I, I anybody who's been listening to this show knows that um, I love the ladies. Uh, I'm pro women. I'm I, I love them. I'm married to one, um, but uh, I'm not a big uh, female singer fan. Like that's just not my thing. I just don't. I, there's not many female singers that I really care for, uh, and that's just the way it is. Everybody has their own thing. It's not my fault. Is you know, it's what my ears blame my ears or my brain. Like it's not me, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, I think she's got a cool style to her, but I'm uh, just not a fan, man. Oh, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to walk away saying I'm a, and I'm a big fan or anything, but um, but she's definitely, you know, she, she's definitely one that, you know, it's kind of hard to not know some of her songs. I mean, I didn't know a few because like I said she is, you know, very, very popular, um, you know, over 60 million listens a month sure. from what it's uh, Spotify states. But uh, like I said, she's uh, very popular, um, you know, and it's and like I said, yeah, like you like you mentioned with her, it's definitely not trap rap or mumble rap or anything. She mm-hmm. definitely raps with a personality, with you know, with uh, motion, um, you know, and that's something that she's always kind of been famous for is really having a you know big personality. Um, so that's you know definitely enjoyable, and it's definitely. I'll say her style of rap is definitely, you know, almost throwback to maybe the 2000s, sure. you know, whereas not as, you know, not as, you know, everybody sounds the same now. Right. Uh, but with her, like I said, she does have her own style, personality. So I did like that. Um, like I said, I can't, I'm probably, you know, probably won't. Like, if it comes on, I'll probably, you know, I may let it play it out, but I won't, like, do like a you know dedicated listen to Nicki Minaj again unless it's for the pod for some reason yeah uh but like I said you know it's definitely you know um listenable like I said definitely you know something that I didn't just want to turn off the entire time um and like I said it was uh, entertaining because I said she you know her and you know I think she gets compared to or Cardi B gets compared to her mm-hmm. vice versa whatever yeah um both kind of have a personality and a persona which is you know uh, like I said, definitely enjoyable, and they're both very attractive too. Well, yeah, which doesn't hurt. You well, know, that, that and for some, for, well, some people care about the whole fake and you know, like you know, BBL and sure, know, yeah, fake butts and titties and stuff. Not me but, and Matthew. <laughs> well, I all you know, there's guys out there that care about that sort of stuff, but it's like uh, you know, who cares? You know, that mm. I don't, you know, 
Yeah, I can't see that in the, when I'm listening to a radio. Yeah, definitely. And my, you know, so, you know. I might be more a fan if I was just watching it on MTV. Well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's all up to, you know, just, you know, their songs. Sure. Because that's, you know, 90% sure. of the time, you know, you're driving or working or doing something and you're not really actually, you know, watching a video. You know, video videos are almost useless nowadays. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I did like it. You know, definitely, you know, enjoyable. Let it, you know, let it play. Um, you never know. I may seek it out again in the future, but, uh, like I said, you know, I, I know this isn't the end. Obviously she's got a, you know, long career. She's going to be, you know, I'm going to come across her music again because it's going to be, you know, big single sometime in the future. And no doubt. yeah. So again, uh, definitely enjoyable. Recommend it if you, you know, if you've never heard of Nicki Minaj, yeah, assuming most people have. Yeah. I guess I'll, to, to yeah, I'll, I'll say that to finish to, for me too, man. I think that, um, I, like I said, even though it's not my thing, I I could I found out right away why she's so popular, why she's a list. She's a very good rapper, you know, yeah. and and there's not that many mainstream female uh, rappers uh, that are you know uh, at this level uh, with the guys like she is. So um, she's very good. I, I'll give her credit, um, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, um, well, dude. You came up with another good topic for us this week, as Matthew usually does. Well, actually, you came up with this one. Did I really? Oh, I did come up with this yeah, topic, didn't it, I? it was on the pod, yeah. Yes, that's right. Gosh, I got. hey, look, I'm, I'm sitting there giving away my credit. I don't get much, but I got to give away my credit. No, uh, I did have this, uh, and I'll tell you what. Actually, God, my brain. Um, what gave me this this idea was I follow, obviously, uh, your list to a music podcast, I follow a lot of music uh, accounts on social media and stuff, and Twitter especially. And there's one that um, it was uh, your favorite, uh, like lines, uh, you know, lyrics from songs, and um, and it just got me thinking, like, what's some of the best ones? There's some that really touch us. Uh, you know, every one of us listening to this podcast right now have uh, have probably had uh, death in the family, have had struggles, have had um, you know excitement, the great things happen to you. Um, and you know, you listen to music and there's things that resonate with you. Um, you know, as far as, uh, songs and, uh, you might be going through a breakup and, and, you know, there's a song that catches your eye that makes you feel a certain way. You feels like the music's talking to you. Um, and then I guess that's just what gave me the motivation for this after seeing it. Um, not the breakup of course, but just the, uh, music and lyrics resonating with us. But, uh, so that gave me the idea for this, man. I'm excited to see what some of yours are. Um, I'm excited to tell you about some of mine. Do you want to get us going? Yeah. So, uh, so yes, because when I was looking at some of the, well, with lyrics in mind today, um, you know, I think it was a little tough trying to think of like, okay, what I actually like, uh, because funny enough, well, actually, um, yeah, funny enough, uh, one of the, what's that, Vanity Fair, one of those fashion brands or, you know, YouTube channels anyway, they uh, do like a lyric game kind of thing with different people, actors, mm. singers, whatever. Right. They give them a word and they have 15 seconds to think of a song lyric with mm. that word in it. Um, so I was, you know, listening to that last night and I discovered kind of how bad I am with lyrics as far as like just recalling them. Yeah. Uh, and then Nazi with the homework today, once I got started and kind of got the juices flowing, it became easier to kind of remember some of my favorites. Um, so, uh, kind of get, I think, I, I don't have, I think I have, how many I have, I have 
eight. So not exactly ten. Okay. But we'll uh, kind of get started. So, yeah, uh, so one of my favorite, uh, and I, so I did. Part of these are from my favorite, some of my favorite artists. Um, so all these are probably my top ten, probably you know more than likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, start again started with uh, Billie Eilish. One of my favorite songs of hers is "Wish You Were Gay." Mm. Uh, so I'll read the lyric and kind of, I guess, my interpretation of sure. it. Um, so it's to, um, so it's uh, the lyric is "Don't say I'm not your type." Just say that I'm not your preferred sexual orientation. So that's pretty much it. Oh. So uh, don't say I'm not your type. Just say Straight to the point. I'm not your preferred sexual orientation. So this song is, I like it because it is it's clever because it's kind of kind of paraphrasing the song. Instead of, you know, well, most people, I guess they get a little defensive if they're even in, in anything, you know, right. almost anything. But in this case, uh, she, I think she's, I think the song was about her trying to pick up a guy and the guy's not interested in her. So instead of it being something wrong with her, it's something wrong with him saying, Oh, you're just gay. You're not, you're not interested in me because you're gay, not because of something that I'm doing. Mm. Uh, so it's all kind of all about you, which right. is, I, I enjoy that because the sure. song is upbeat and it's kind of a playful, uh, and I just like that song in general because that, because that, you know, clever lyric. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so hell yeah, dude, way so to get started. That's lyric, good. Yeah. I like that. All right. So I, I'm going to, um, you are, you went just the direction I wanted you to go. So you, you're hitting it hard. I'm going to try to follow that up. First one on my list um, is a uh, Duran Duran, Ordinary World. I got a little bit carried away with this one because uh, some of mine are going to be quick. This one is a few bars, as the kids say. Uh, but th- as it goes, what has happened to it all? Crazy, some say. Where the Where is this life or where is the life that I recognize gone away? But I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world somewhere I have somehow I have to find. And as I try to make my way to the ordinary world, I will learn to survive. I don't know. Just I, I love that. It's just uh, I think anybody uh, where I don't care. You could be going through so many things and like that resonates like breakup, tough work, uh, you know, just just life, man. That's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just kind of puts big picture perspective. Um, and, you know, some of us sometimes we don't feel like we fit in. We feel like aliens, um, you know, it's just all kinds of things. But uh, I always love that one. That's my first one. Yeah, that's a good one because it's kind of like um, just listening to the lyrics. I know the song, but, you know, I can't recall lyrics yeah. out of it that easily. But um, it sounds like, yeah, you're not – it's almost like you're not ready now, but when you get where you're going, you'll be ready by then. Yeah. Just because of the journey there, kind of a thing. Right. Um, so that's really cool. I like that. Um, all right. So um, all right. So this is Time by Pink Floyd. Oh. Um, and um so okay i'll just get started so um and then one day you find 10 years have got behind you mm. no one told you when to run you missed the starting gun nice so it's obviously time again like i mentioned so that's kind of the what the song's about and this lyric in particular is i guess the, my interpretation is i guess it's because the rest of the song, which you know, I, I didn't, you know, want to, you know, read right. out the whole song here, right. but it was just about, um, it was just kind of uh, almost like you're stuck in the same place without almost like then you realizing you are kind right. of, like I said, uh, 
10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. Kind of like uh, you, you kind of realize that you're stuck in the same place you were and you haven't like made any progress or changed or moved on or anything. Um, you know, and I think we've all probably felt like that at times in, you know, in our lives, especially if you're younger, you feel that way. Right. Um, or any type of regrets, you know, or anything. So that was, um, like I said, you know, a lot from Pink Floyd, you know, that I obviously could have chosen from. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's because that's one of my favorite groups. So, um, so yeah, Tom, Pink Floyd. All right. Keeping it hot, man. I like it. Um, so my next one, this one's a bit of a, uh, I guess this is a little bit, I guess you could say controversy, but I want to say like uh, I'm not. I think a lot of people would agree with this, and this isn't political. This is just um, extreme. Everybody knows them more than words. They have a song called "Rest in Peace." I really like this song. It's always been taken as a anti-war song, and it's really not. Those guys, um, you know, not that they're uh, freaking conservative or anything like that, but the, the song is uh, it basically it's talking about how. Um, you know, the back in the day, uh, the hippie uh, era and um, what was it? Uh, Make love, not war or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and their thing was how. OK, well, I'll just read the lyrics that I love about the song, which there's a lot in this. But it says, make love, not war. Sounds so absurd to me. We can't afford to say these words lightly or else our world will truly rest in peace. Basically, it's saying, hey, we can't be weak. You know, we're a strong country um, and we uh, we can't lay back. Sometimes it's I guess the whole theme is sometimes it's necessary um, and not mm-hmm. that, you know, anybody wants it uh, or any of that mess. It's just that, of course, there's times where we have to uh, we have to defend ourselves. The rest of the world, the, the world can be crazy sometimes. And, you know, you just can't lay down. So I've always liked that one. Again, it's funny to me because that song's always been pegged as anti-war. And um, and I went one time and was looking at the lyrics uh, a year less than a year ago, and uh, it just caught me off guard. I'm like, "There's this is the complete opposite of what people think it is." But uh, it's a very good lyric, a very good band, a very underrated band that I think more people should check out. They actually have a new album coming up here soon. I'm very excited about. Uh, I've listened to a couple songs they've released. Um, <laughs> It's it's enough to make me like okay, there's going to be something good on here. I don't like the songs yet, but yeah. Mm. Yes, that's a good one. I can't say I heard of the song, but uh, you know, but you know, definitely kind of got the vibe it was talking about there. Yeah. Um, and I'll say to kind of a, to take a quick detour, kind of the joy of you know song lyrics is that obviously it's all you know other than what the artist you know obviously what it means to them, you know it can obviously be interpreted to, you know, to the person listening sure. to. So for instance, cause, uh, I don't want to kind of almost lead with this, but you know, anyway, here we are. Um, uh, I got into, I, I mean, no, I mentioned, uh, when I saw you last, but I got into Mary on the cross ghost. Mm. So, uh, you know, and I'll kind of stay away from the song cause you know, the, the whole song title and I was like, okay, I, I don't, don't really have the energy to look into it or to get up, you know, so I just, I'll just avoid it and look into it later. Right. So uh, reading the lyrics and I guess what well, most people would like if they heard the chorus, it's like, okay, if I turn this off, this is satanic or something. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think the groups ever, or the songwriter in the group ever is acknowledged what the song is actually about. Um, but to me, it's a kind of a love song. Just reading it. Like I said, it doesn't really make any sense any other way to me. Um, this is talking about, 
kind of sticking with someone to the end of time uh, and kind of like having past experiences with them. So I would say it's kind of a love song or like a, you know, like that. But, um, but again, I guess it's just one of the things about uh, song lyrics that you can kind of interpret it any way you can or take it on face value of, you know, whatever the, you know, your interpretation of it. Well, this next one's a perfect example of, of interpreting how you can. Now, I honestly never looked this up to see what this means, but uh, but Audio Slave, Chris Cornell, uh, has a song called I Am The Highway. And uh, the way I've always taken it is it's bigger picture, uh, where sometimes we look at things in the moment. And uh, anyways, the chorus goes, I'm not, I am not your rolling wheels. I am the highway. I am not your carpet ride. I am the sky. I am not your blowing wind. I am the lightning. Um, and again, I, I, I've always interpreted that like, uh, you know, we have sometimes something in front of us, uh, in the moment, uh, a hurdle seems big and it seems like it's everything and it's not like the track is the big pitch. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always something mm-hmm. bigger and that's, uh, that's the deal. But, uh, I've always liked that lyric. That's my next one. Nice. Yeah. That's the, that was a, that's a good one. That's the one of my. Definitely one of my favorites. I know one of the more popular songs from yeah. Audio Slave, and um, I like like the acoustic version of that. Um, all right, so definitely more tongue in cheek, more playful lyric here. Um, it's a good old fashioned Lover Boy by nice. Queen. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, get off the philosophical boat for a second. Yeah. Um, all right, so this whole song is playful. It's Freddie Mercury being Freddie is very um very well it's definitely very it's pop but it's very um a lot of classical elements like i said definitely a very um play like meaning mm-hmm. like like a, like a broadway play like yeah. you know it's very uh show tunes kind of right so i can only imagine this is definitely freddy up and down um but the lyric is hey boy where did you go i learned <laughs> I learned my passion in the good old fashioned school of lover boys. Uh, yes. So again, it's, uh, the whole song is, you know, Beautiful. you know, it's playful. It's great. Uh, I said, you know, one of my favorites from, from queen. Cause yeah. it's like, I said, it's so, it's so fun. Yeah. It's, you know, again, goes to show how versatile queen is, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's one of my favorites. Cause, uh, it, I guess it's more of a, maybe that song, that those, that song in general, um, is definitely almost like a pickup song, I would yeah. say, kind of a uh, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so yeah, so again, it's just a, a good song. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. This next one's always been a, a fun one to me, um, and um, and again, I guess it might be a lot deeper. I'm just not smart enough to take it. But going back to Soundgarden real fast, and uh, the song "Burden in My Hand," and my lyrics are from the, actually the opening lines of the of the song. It says, "Follow me into the desert, as thirsty as you are." crack a smile and cut your mouth and drown in alcohol. Um, and I've always, again, I take that as like, Hey, you got shit going on. Well, let's go have some fun. I know, I know shit's adding up, but like you're going to the desert, you're thirsty, but let's smile. we got some alcohol, you know, I, again, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it's however you want to take it. But, uh, that's always been one that I, I've always liked. Uh, you know, and again, we, we talked about Chris Cornell at length, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, or a week or two ago, uh, and how, uh, you know, so I think people who's been listening knows how we feel about him, but one of my favorite lyricists and real fast, I know I'm, I am uh, throwing another one, but I want to get my Cornell's fix out of the way. I've got one last one for him. It's from his last hit, uh, on his last solo album, the year he passed away, 
uh, called Nearly, or actually it was, yeah, it was a year, I think, Nearly Forgot My Broken Heart. And the lyrics are, every time, every time, every time, <laughs> every time I stare into the sun, trying to find a reason to go on, all I ever get is burned and blind until the sky bleeds to pouring rain. Um, I don't know. I don't have no comment there. I just always like that. Like, that's just like a cool lyric to me, but that gets, I, I'm, I just warned you that gets my Cornell out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's definitely seems going to be deeper than yeah. our little, uh, yeah. interpretation of it. Yes. So, uh, I'll maybe pass that one. Um, <laughs> so this next one for me is definitely, well, I don't know if it's that deep. The song, um, the song was "Deck Chair" by The Darkness. Mm. Um, you know, because this came off of Easter is canceled, um, so you know, a few years ago. It's one of the songs that the song song is. It seems really like something. It seems like something kind of mundane, like, yeah. but it doesn't seem really that deep. But you know, it could be. Um, so again, the, pretty much the whole song is about. Um, it sounds like he's a captain on a boat, and maybe like a philosophical mm. boat. And his he had a chair, I guess that he sat in, putting it just you know saying what it was. Yeah. And it went it washed out to sea, and now he doesn't have a chair. Mm. So it's the. Um, so this is the lyric now that my chair is gone or no. So what will I sit on now that my chair is gone? Where will I rest my behind? Who will cradle me through the stormy seas of life and of time? So maybe a deeper interpretation of it is maybe just about, um, uh, it's almost like maybe not having your, like a support system, whatever that may be a person or, you know, religion or, something along those lines, uh, you know, maybe not having a support, a support system around you and kind of having to, um, maybe be on your own, I guess, kind yeah. of, um, kind of a way to think about it. Yeah. So, so, um, so I'll, I'll only assume that's what it's about. It can't actually be about a chair. Um, but yeah, so I just like that lyric because I, I like that song a lot. Cause it's, it's really quiet and emotional. Right. Well, on the on the, on the surface is just about a, a deck chair, sure. kind of exactly what yeah. it was. But uh, but uh, in actuality, I imagine it's you know a little bit deeper than that. Yep. Uh, see, that's my favorite kind, man. Like I said, that last one I said was random as hell. I like I like those kind that just it just sparks something in you. Um, my next one's from a song everyone knows. I used to love this song as most did my age. Um, but a little band called Weedus and a Teenage Dirtbag. Uh, the, the thing I always loved about that song, of course, it's catchy. It's still catchy today, um, but it takes you on a journey like it's a story song. Um, and, uh, you know, it starts with he's talking about a girl, Noel, uh, who he's basically in love with. She don't know who he is because he's just a little nerd who uh, listens to uh, Iron Maiden. And uh, she's got this boyfriend. He's cool. He's big. He'll kick his ass. And then... Um, at the end of the song, uh, the last verse, it says, Man, I feel like mold. It's prom night and I am lonely. Lo and behold, she's walking over to me. This must be fake. My lips start to shake. How does she know who I am and why does she give a damn about me? And then she kicks in and says, I've got two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. Come with me <laughs> Friday. Don't say maybe. I must, I'm must. i just a teenage dirtbag baby like you. 
again, it's just it's a teenage um, comedy rom com movie uh, wrapped in a three minute song, and I yeah. love it. You know, it's just just one of those like good feel good catchy uh, type of deals that. Um, and again, it was a huge song. Uh, I well. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I've always considered them a one hit wonder and there might, there's probably fans out there. Somebody might be listening to this podcast now. That's like, you son of a bitch. Don't you say that about Weedus? I'm just saying that about Weedus. <laughs> yeah. And that song actually was on, went viral on social media not too long ago. Oh really? Yeah. Some sort of nice. It wasn't a dance. It was some sort of, you know, trend of people dancing or right. taking off clothes or something. I don't know. Right. Oh, it actually might've been people showing like a, like a young version of themselves, uh, maybe I think of what it was, because um, you know, teenage dirtbag. You know, so I think I think that's what it was. Um, but uh, that song actually was uh, pretty popular not too long ago, and I always well, I remember that song pretty much just from the lyric, not lyric, but the voice. See, his voice is a little harsh, right. but um, so um, all right. So next one, very much tongue in cheek. Uh, not, well, not tongue in cheek, just is meant to be funny. I don't know yeah. if this is deep at all. Right. Um, I'm just going to read the lyric and then I'll, uh, say what the song goes. <laughs> Hit me with it. Um, I love you so much. It hurts from my head to my feet. I think of you and I can't help but fondle my meat. It's yep. uh, a community, little, little still panther for yeah, you. <laughs> community property, still panther. Um, uh, I, I, I can keep going. I could cry. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I see your face every time that I go out and cheat. And because uh, my heart belongs to you, there ain't nothing that I wouldn't do. My heart belongs to you, but my dong is community property. <laughs> uh, that's just love. That's true love right there. That is love. It's a little community property. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd do probably their biggest song. According to them, that's their biggest. So I figured I'd uh, include a little Still Panther in there. Well, I was hoping you would say it. Like I said, off air, I was hoping you'd say the, uh, a Still Panther song. It really, res- it really uh, thought about it today, and uh, and I was like, I, I didn't. I, I was, I guess, making a self bet in my own head. I'm like, well, he do it. Uh, but anyways, that's cool, man. I'm glad you did that one. I, I'm gonna try finally give you a silly one. I was going down my list. Uh, um, the funny thing about this, my uh, first silly one off my list is uh, this song, and I, I haven't looked at the details uh, about these lyrics, but um, and see what the catch is here. But 2016 it was awarded Nobel Prize for Literature, and here's the lyrics. This is a Bob Dylan song, by the way. Okay. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle like a gypsy queen. Wiggle, 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 all dressed in green. <laughs> That is a freak. Get, oh, I don't understand. Uh, you, you know, I, and again, I haven't deep dive in some. You know, it's, it might be quite logical once I do. Um, but uh, yeah, awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016, and that's just a part of that song. Uh, but yeah. that's always been a, a. I guess that's always something that stuck out to me. I've always thought it's funny. A lot of Dylan's lyrics are funny, and I think. Uh, and I'm not knocking the man. Obviously, he's one of the biggest musicians of all time. But I, I don't care. The most diehard Dylan fan can't tell me that uh, things don't get a bit silly sometimes with his lyrics. You know what I mean? You guys are idiots. Yeah, you guys this are. Is, idiots. This is really deep. <laughs> well, hard for everyone out there. Yes. Um, definitely. Like in you know. Uh, I think, and I guess it is a testimony to Dylan where his covers are way more popular than his originals. Yeah. For the most part. It, yeah. You know, it's kind of the case. Yeah. Even though I do prefer like 
his version of all along the watchtower mm. 99% of the people will probably prefer Jimi Hendrix's sure. version of it sure but you know I guess it goes to show like lyrically I guess some lyrics you know almost can't stand on their own yeah kind of like a way and his definitely can and yeah. through different versions of it you know his lyrics stayed stand the test of time no doubt and well, I saw something the other day and I won't go too far I won't go down this rabbit hole you can look it up for yourself but I saw this little short interview and I didn't th- go through the whole thing but basically he talks about uh, how along the lines he sold his soul uh, and like and uh, he can't do it again like the music like uh, his brain can't like he don't know how he did it other than he sold his soul and then when they kept asking him, like who he kind of grinned he's like the chief that's not on this planet and i, I it was the weirdest thing I and mean, he could have been messing around i'm yeah. not a conspiracy theorist uh it's almost like he was trying to get something going something started um and i of course i don't believe that uh but it, it i did see the interview and he did say that so it's, it was just a very weird thing uh, i've never been a huge fan um but like i said it's those lyrics have always been funny to me and i have, would have been remiss if i didn't throw them in there so uh yeah yeah so uh Moving on to uh, another great song. Well, I can't say how I know who wrote this song, but okay. I know who sung it. Paul Stanley of Kiss. Yes. The song is Reason to Live, which is probably yep. this year, is pretty, I would say, it's probably, probably my, top, my favorite song from them. I just, I don't know why. I just kind of, you know, the chorus is one of those choruses that, kind of like with Mariana Cross, you can, the chorus can be about any damn thing. Sure. And I will probably enjoy it and dig the song. So, uh, all right so uh so again reason to live by kiss this is off of crazy crazy nights um and here it is it is um everybody's got a reason to live baby everybody's got a dream and a hunger inside everybody's got a reason to live but it can't be your love Mm. uh so so it's kind of this song almost seems like one of those songs that's like uh a rejection of someone yeah. kind of like where, um, and I guess it's wrapped up and like, cause I guess with most people, they say like, Oh, um, just when they say it to someone they love, Oh, like I can't live my life without you mm. kind of a thing. And their life revolves around the, you know, this other person. Right. And this song is pretty much the, I'm refuting that saying, uh, you know, uh, everybody's got a reason to live, but it's not going to be because of you. Yeah. Kind of at least my interpretation of it. Yeah. So uh, great song. Again, I really do enjoy the whole song. You know, it's definitely the eighties kiss, which is my favorite. Um, so again, yeah, check it out. Nice. I love it. Um, my next one. Uh, and I don't, I don't want people to look at me differently. I just, something about this has always touched me in a, a weird way or made me, I guess at least got my brain st- stimulated. Um, but, uh, this is a uh, song that most people know. A lot of people have, uh, a lot of people have covered it. Uh, but I think Tears for Fears is the original. But uh, Mad World, um, yeah. And uh, the lyrics are, and I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you. I find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a very, very mad world. Um, but again, I, that especially the dreams of which I've died are the best I've ever had. Like uh, we again, we, our minds, our 
uh, we all go through so many different things, our emotions and, and feelings. And, uh, and we all, I think you'd be lying if you didn't, uh, know what, what he's saying there in a weird way. I'm not saying anyone's ever, uh, you know, but you know what I mean? Um, uh, very, very thought stimulated at the very least. So yeah. those are, those are just lyrics that's always resonated with me or like made me think a little bit. So, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. People will definitely know the covers of it more. For sure. Um, because theirs is a little different than the other versions that are out there. There's a uh, um, Royale, uh, gosh, what's the name? It's a, anyways, it's a newer like uh, rock band that's um, kind of built up some steam. They're, a, I think, they're a British rock band. They're called um, something Royale. And anyways, they do a cover. It's quite good. Uh, it's worth checking out. But uh, but anyway, Cheers for Fears, God, awesome. I won't go to that rabbit hole, but God, awesome. Yeah, Cheers for Fears is awesome. Um, so another one of my Probably definitely one of my favorite groups. Definitely top 10 lifetime, I would say. The Midnight. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite songs from them, especially off their last album. The song's called Heart Worth Breaking. Um, and it's... Um, all right, so let me get a good lyric here. So I don't normally feel this way, but my whole life is just the chances I'm not taking. I just want to have a heart... I just want to have a heart. I just want to have a heart worth breaking. So it's, I would say it's my interpretation again is uh, almost like kind of um, feeling like a self, uh, a sense of self accomplishment, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just within your own, you know, your own life right. kind of almost like making almost like sometimes when you love someone, it's kind of, you almost like feel like you're not adequate enough. Right. So it's almost like making like, the song is almost about like wanting to make yourself sure. is adequate enough to sure. kind of uh, for that's the cool. other person, I would say. So I, like I really, you know, I said enjoy that lyric. Heck yeah, man. That's a good one. Um, so my, my next one is a uh, little band that, that I like um, that's uh, built up some steam over the overseas in the last uh, few years, but a band called Massive Wagons and the song's called Ratio. And the chorus goes, as soon as I learn, as soon as I learn to fly, I'll get us out of here. Um, and that's one that's all, again, another one of those, um, and, and I'm, I look at it like once I'm trying, once I get there, like I'm going to, uh, I'm going to help, I'm going to like get us out of this situation. Uh, you know, basically, uh, again, that's just, that's just deep to me. As soon as I learn to fly, I'll get us out of here. Um, you can put that in so many things. Uh, hell you could put it in a, a damn Stallone movie or something. You're going to crash on a mountain and, you know, yeah. uh, but again, it's just, again, one of those thought provoking ones, like there's a better day coming. Um, you know, so that's kind of how I've always taken it. Like, uh, it, it's, that's the song I've listened to. And like, I feel like I'm in the, I'm in the mud and, uh, but I know things are going to get better. And, uh, those are some lyrics that kind of stimulate that for me. Uh, yes, that I, I like that one a lot too. I can't say, uh, know that one at least before. Right. Um, but, um, all right. So last song for me, um, one of my favorite, but well, I got into this group probably first when I got into like rock and metal stuff. So it's black Sabbath. Um, one of my favorite songs by them is a uh, children of the grave. Um, I can't, I can't say, I don't know which album it came off of, but I know, I don't know. I just know it off of greatest hits. So I know it's in their catalog somewhere, right. but, um, kind of the last verse is, um, is this, uh, so you children of the world, listen to what I say. If you want a better, if you want a better place to live and spread the word today, 
Show the world that love is still alive. You must be brave. Or you children of today are children of the grave. Um, so was, I guess kind of, kind of, because this song probably would have came out in the 70s, early 70s. Um, so again, I think it's kind of on face value. Oh, Alexa's gone. Call from Sonic Sorry, guys, we got a little luck. Yeah. Little, uh, yeah, Alexa go. going off there. Carry on. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I think, again, Children of the Grave is kind of the way to, uh, I guess my inter- interpreting is, is almost talking about, um, trying to get my uh, thought process back here. Um, it's about, I guess, like um, trying to almost like have almost like the future generations try to be almost better than we are kind of kind of keep you know in this in this case in the sense of the song love as far as the the foresight which is kind of funny about black sabbath because they're not the only reason why they got together but one of the first things because they got together in their you know mid to late 60s right and they were almost kind of uh like the counterculture to like hippies and stuff kind mm-hmm. of hippies were all free love and all that sort of stuff. And they kind of want to be like, actually it's not just free love. A lot of heavy shit's going on and it's not just, you know, just lovey dovey type of stuff. Yeah. And that song in particular is just about at least, you know, again, that lyric anyway, it's about, um, on my future generations keeping in love and right. kind of the first, the foresight number, number one thing in uh, their life as far as dealing with people and their own selves. Sweet man, that's a good one. I like that. I, I, I'm sorry, man. I got carried away. I've got a few more. I, I'm, I want to get across. Um, actually, I'm gonna save this one for last because this might be my favorite one. Uh, oddly enough, um, I'll go kind of rapid here. You can comment if you want, dude. Um, first one's Fleetwood Mac, landslide. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills till the landslide brought me down. I don't know. That's um, just a quick one. I've always thought was cool. Um, Here's one, Queen, the show must go on. Uh, here's the, I love this whole part. Um, whatever happens, I'll leave it all to chance. Another heartache, another failed romance. On and on. Does anybody know what we're living for? I guess I'm learning. I must be warmer now. I'll soon be turning around the corner now. Outside the down is breaking. Uh, excuse me. Outside the dawn is breaking, but inside in the in the dark, I'm aching to be free. Um. um. And that was the show must go yeah, on. Yeah, that was show, show must, must go, go on. on. Um, no, because that's uh, funny because it's you know that's the last song Freddie recorded, yep. so they say. Um, Maybe that's why it resonates more with me too. You know. Yeah, because it sounds like he's almost acknowledging his you know the mortality, time you know, yeah yeah mortality because this was I know because I think the last tour or last concert he did was like eighty five eighty six right, um, but this one came out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost, I would say, it's almost like him acknowledging his mortality. Sure. Um, which is obviously, uh, you know, them passing away soon after, uh, a little bit more serious. Right. Yeah, that's uh, um, exactly. I've got two quick ones here. Um, I'm going to start with this one. First one is Nirvana. All apologies. I wish I was like you, easily amused. Find my nest of salt. Everything's my fault. Uh, I could put a me and Kurt Cobain lyrics in there. Like, uh, you know, to me, one of the best lyr- lyrical uh, singers or, you know, musicians ever. Uh, I know <clears throat> I've joked on, about him in the past on this show uh, about him, him as a musician, um, you know, not being the most. I, and the only reason I do that, the only reason I hate 
uh, is because a lot of people, uh, newer people uh, to him, um, look at him and they'll, you know, they think he was this great guitarist. They think he did, you know, and he wasn't. Um, and I, and mm-hmm. I think if anybody, um, uh, he would have probably been honest with himself and told you that, but, um, uh, I digress my top one tonight. Um, and this isn't some big hit. Uh, one of my, you know, from the olden days, this isn't some huge musician. Um, <clears throat> this song came out during the, during the quarantine, the heart of it. And it's by the struts. Uh, and the song's called Strange Days, one of my favorite Strut songs, uh, if not my favorite. I've always loved this song since this came out a few years ago, uh, especially during the time and everything's going on. Uh, I could quote the whole song, to be honest with you. It, it's just so good. But I'm going to go to um, uh, two verses for you. Um, Girls and boys are rushing to be on show. What's the hurry, children? You're forgetting to grow. Make the best of where you begin in this crazy world. And then uh, uh, right after that, so let's talk about it. I know you sometimes hate the way that you feel. Life's about this. What makes you real? Uh-huh. It's worth more than a million roses. Um, and I think that was, um, uh, let's see, uh, there might have been one more in there. Uh, let me go through it. Uh, trying to see here. I'm going through. Those ones I had written down, so I'll stick with that right now. Um, very just powerful stuff i love the i love the part about making the most in this world and where you uh from where you start um and you know you, you might be a you might be a billionaire uh a billionaire's kid uh you might have old money you might never have to work for anything in this life you might be uh, uh on the streets um but uh you know i take that as like hey just do your best and we can all we can get to where we want to be uh with a little elbow grease and um and, and it's like with the kids and stuff, you, everybody, and I, I say kids, but I took that as just anyone like rushing, trying to get to mm-hmm. the top um, and, you know, only focus on that rather than the ride. Um, but there's just, there's so many, there's so many good ones in that one, man. What do you think about that song? That, that is a good one, which that, that one, um, obviously remember when it came out, um, I can't say it's one, one of my favorites from the struts. Uh-huh. Sorry, um, but um, but it's definitely one that um, definitely a ballad, very very much about the day's time, and yeah. I think you know most kids have a cell phone sure. by the time they're like five or six yeah, years old. Three, and, yeah, like they you know or they know how to work one, right? You know, at least for the most part, and they're all you know, you know. I think most people are you know maturing before like well be you know too soon almost um when like most people are allowing kids to make these huge life decisions and and they're only like 12 or 13 yeah and like 20 years ago when i was 12 or 13 it was uh you know was not thinking about anything serious whatsoever right um and you know and any other 12 year old 13 year old very much probably you know is uh wasn't the same boat anyway yeah so uh definitely kind of about almost like people um you're definitely trying to uh, make something of their lives but obviously kind of not maturing too early i would say yeah Um, that's a good that's a very good point see that's why i love matthew he's the wordsmith here i actually there are two more uh from this song and again i that's why i saved this song for last there's just so much uh first one is 
but isn't it good to be down here alive? Something money could never buy. Um, I, I've always like that. I love that, man. Like, uh, you know, that's we never sit back and think about that. And you don't have to be a, 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 a religious person such as us. Um, you know, anyone can acknowledge that, like, uh, you know, the, the gift we're afforded by, by just being here. Um, the other thing is uh, I've always loved this uh, in this song is, um, oh, these are strange days in many strange ways. A message to out of space. Send help because we've lost our way. Um, I love I love that. I'm, that's that reminds me of like a Bowie lyric or something like, uh, you know, mm. we've we've kind of lost who we are, uh, you know, send help. That's I don't know, man. Um, I love that song. I remember when it came out, I liked it. Um, but over time, uh, it could be. It's definitely one of my favorite two or three uh, strut songs. It's probably my favorite strut song. Um, that, uh, uh, the Taffler Magazine, or what's it called? Uh, uh, God, I forgot that quick. Ta- uh, you Tattler, know what, ta- Tattler. Yeah, there Magazine. you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and that's a good thing about them. Like some of their songs that, uh, they're not their bigger songs are some of my favorite, but I digress. Dude, that was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed this. We could probably, uh, we could probably go on for days. Uh, and we will probably revisit this. I'll just say that this is one that, uh, I'll be honest with you, given more time to think about. Um, I didn't afford myself as much time as I'd like. It's been a little bit hectic for me, uh, this week. Um, I, you know, but it's something that I just uh, sat down to, to look at today. Um, and uh, But I think given more time next time and, and kind of go back into that, um, you know, this is an episode we can have multiple times. And, and again, we're going to be here with you guys for a long time, so we probably will. Um, but, uh, but uh, and again, a lot of fun. Dude, you got anything, any new stuff? I do. I know you got to as well. Um, kind of just looking at, I don't know, newer stuff that was, um, let me see. Well, not really. No, I just listened to a lot of the same stuff. So uh, that's right. We talked about all fair to the night. Yeah. Well, that, I I didn't really, I mean, have anything new. I said Mary on the cross was the only one, but that's good, man. And I, and I love that Matthew loves that song or like, you know, likes that song. I know, uh, uh, I don't want to like ghosts and, uh, it has nothing to do with my religion, my faith or any of that. I, and you could say, Daniel, you idiot, you're a kiss fan. I get it. I tend to hate bands that dress up, um, that do the masks. And, 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 and I don't know, it's just something that I, I, it's a gimmick that I've never cared for at all. Um, but, um, you know, they're just they're hard not to like if you if you're into rock and roll you're you're into metal you're into i mean hell just catchy music man those guys um it's hard to find people that play that type of rock and roll and be that catchy so um good shit man i know i've got a few this week i'll start off with the bites put out a new album um uh called um squeeze uh, there's a good stuff on there. I recommend you guys check it out. I've, I haven't listened to the whole thing. I've listened to uh, bit by bit, a little bit, uh, and there's some good stuff on there. There's another band called Electric Boys who put out an album called Grand Explosives. Uh, I don't know much about them. Uh, me and Matthew were kind of talking about a little bit off air with no research, and uh, we, we both kind of had a, a feeling, which was his thought, 
that uh, they might be an older band. Um, you know, they got quite the catalog. I don't know the dates, but just scrolling through, I think they, they've uh, been around for a bit. But anyways, their new album, I've checked it just a little bit, just like the, the Bites album. And uh, so far, so good. The song I've got in mind is I've Got a Feeling. Go check those out. Uh, but last but not least for me, um, Pelican Rocket. Uh, I'm a, I was a huge fan of Dust Bowl Jokies. Uh, they're a foreign band, um, younger guys, but they play the they play the '80s rock and roll, um, you know. And and they've Dust Bowl Jokies kind of broke up, um, dismantled, if you will. And um, you know, a few years later, here comes Pelican Rocket with their lead singer, who I adore. He's uh, he's my as good of he's. I don't like any singers on the planet any better than I like him right now. I just love this guy. He's got a Sebastian Bach feel. He's very kick-ass. Um, he's very foreign, uh, and I know that bothers some people. I've got a I've got a friend um, who uh, he can't you know he don't like the foreign bands because of the accent. And I and I tend to I can I usually don't hear it. I can definitely hear it with this guy. His name is Alex Brawerson, I think. Um, but it doesn't bother me because he's so talented. Again, he'll he'll remind you a lot of uh, Sebastian Bach from um, Skid Row. Um, but again, really kick ass. I say all that to say they've uh, been together for I don't know how long, a few what months now. They've put out three songs, and I like all three. This newest one, Faces, came out Friday. Again, that's Pelican Rocket. The song's Faces. I don't like. I, it's probably my third favorite of the three. Uh, but all of them have been good. Stank and um, Stank was the first one, and then Monkey Driver, which has probably built the most steam. It was on some show or something the other day, or, or a couple months ago, or a month ago. Um, but yeah, just just some really good stuff, man. I recommend anybody go check this stuff out. Um, very good stuff. Before we get going, dude, I do want to talk to you about. We talked about this a little bit off air, kind of, and you know, I'd be remiss being a, a music podcast if we didn't hit on this on the show. Oliver Anthony. Um, you know, as if you unless you've been living under a rock, you know who Oliver Anthony is at this point. He came up with the or he has the hit big song, the biggest song on the planet right now called Richmond, North of Richmond. Um, it's kind of like the anti-government anthem. Uh, you know, all all people come together for that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, one of those kind of deals. But a political song, I guess. Uh, and I say a political meaning it's for all. But um, so, you know, who he is. Uh, he was in a little bit of controversy uh, Friday because he was supposed to play a, at a Cotton Eye Joe concert or venue or something. I think his name of a venue, not to be mistaken with the song from the 90s. Um, and he canceled because apparently tickets were uh, up north of 100 bucks. Um, and, uh, you know, he canceled and, and he went online and he bashed it um, and he pulled himself from the from the ticket. Um, well, the, you know, at, at, at face value, um, I think most people, uh, most of us normal people were like, that's awesome. This guy's a badass. Um, you know, he truly is a man's man, the people's the people's guy. Um, but uh, looking more into it, the the, the concert venue, the uh, whoever, the booker uh, came out and said, um, hey, before you guys start bashing us, the guy wanted one hundred twenty thousand dollars for this gig. And this place holds 1,500 people. Um, you know, we can't charge the $20, $25 that he wants us to. We were going to be, and, and again, you know, I don't know. There's probably truth right in the middle of both of them. But they said they were breaking even based off the ticket sales that they were trying to do. And, of course, $20 a pop for $25 a pop for 1,500 people. You're not, you're just not going to be able to afford that. So it sounded to me, Matthew, and, and you know, 
take your your uh, comments as well. It sounded to me, and then this is the problem I have. It sounded like he just didn't understand the business part, uh, you know. And and he's he's coming from um, he's never done a paid gig in his life, and uh, and he's just hit the scene full speed. Uh, so he don't know the landscape, how things work. And uh, and it sounds to me that's what happened. Now, the problem I have is I wish he'd have came out and said that in his video. He came out, made a video. He apologized for the drama. Uh, and then he went on to keep talking about the prices for tickets, how that's what his shows are going to be. And he made a comment that, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry for the drama. Uh, I, I don't know whose fault it is, but it's irrelevant. Um, moving forward, this is what we're doing. And I just wish, uh, I guess me being a stickler here, I just wish that he would have said, hey, listen, uh, don't blame them. Um, I uh, I was trying to look out for people because I don't want to be one of the people that charge an arm and leg for concerts. And I didn't understand the reason. But now I do. Uh, and, I'm, and I apologize for that. I would have I would have loved that, man. But he didn't. What are your thoughts on it? Um, well, it's, it's not like... Um... I guess it's I, it's definitely he said she said sure the venue said it's one hundred twenty thousand he he's I refuted that saying it's not one hundred twenty so uh, you know who knows exactly what the you know how much they booked him for sure. or what have you um, you know so it's I guess one of the you know money is obviously part of the music business and it's one of those things that um, on the ticket prices and you know. Ticketmaster and all of that's a big, you know, a big deal, big to do. A lot of people are are, are unhappy with them, and um, you know, so it's definitely definitely noble for him to not want to charge, you know, ticket prices, you know, for sure, absorbently for him. Um, but also, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of hands in the pot, a lot of people trying to make money. So, uh, yeah, you know, just uh, something to think about, I guess. You know, I don't really have, you know, I don't care one way or another. But, uh, you know, one of the things that sides of the music business that fans don't really have to pay attention to, right. honestly, if you don't care to. Sure. I, I, I just wish he'd, uh, I, 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 again, if he comes out and he's transparent and he just says that, and then he says, um, and, and I wish he'd honored it because he, because he, he would, he's still canceling that one, but apparently there's two more shows where the prices are up. And he says he's going to do those because he's already built to do it. And then, you know, the structure is going to be twenty twenty five dollars moving forward. I, I just wish he, you know, even if he, even if it's unreconcilable, I guess that's the way for this uh, Cotton Eye Joe thing, um, just come out and say, it. and look, I'm saying that under the thought process that this is exactly what happened. I don't know that this is what happened. Um, you know, he does seem like a genuine guy. I really think he uh, he's doing this for the love of it. Um, and hell, man, if this were me uh, and I was this um, viral for a month, I would have probably uh, been in the shitter uh, within a few days. I'd have done something very dumb. And then, you know, so I think this guy's sincere. I think he's awesome. Uh, and I'll say this. Um, I was listening to some live stuff the other day. He is a hell of a singer. Yeah. My God, he's good. Uh, I really see this guy with a bright, bright future. Um, you know, it's just, he is unreal. So, uh, but anyways, I, I, again, it is top thing. One of the top things going on right now. I to, we were, we're a music podcast. We had to comment on it. There it is. Uh, take for what it's worth. Um, dude, do we have any homework for next week? Yes. Uh, okay. I already did it. It's SZA. Um, SZA is S Z A. Okay. Uh, she's kind of R and B rap rapper. 
kind of a that's kind of her lane. Okay. Um, I think we all think most people know at least her song "Kill Bill." That's a you know her big song off her last album that right. is all over social media. So uh, you know I can't say I've listened to her before on my own. Mm. On the, with the pods never listened to her, so right. uh, at random chose her. So okay. says, uh, any homework? I mean, I'm sorry, Any, uh, you got a topic? Or you uh, no, no topic. All right, so you heard it live. We're going to listen to SZA. Um, we appreciate you guys listening as always. We'll have a great topic, I promise. It'll be a surprise, so just have to wait for it. Um, but again, a lot of listens, man. I, I, it's awesome. Keep listening. Appreciate you guys as always. Love you. Peace. See you.